Hi, and you're welcome to the Zibi Show. Of course, you're hanging out with your girl, Z-I-B-B-Y. How have you been? I must start off with a huge apology. I'm going to apologize to everyone who's, you know, listened to the show at any point, who sent me a message saying, what's wrong? I'm so sorry I was offline for about three weeks. It's, you know, it's been a very intense few months, but, you know, it was all good, and I absolutely loved every minute of it. But I've just got to say, I'm really sorry for being away. Not to worry, the Ziv is back. (laughs) Okay, so how's everyone doing, and how have you been? I think I'll probably fill you guys in on what I've been up to, you know, like with subsequent episodes of the show. But right now, there's just so much going on in Nigeria, like so, so much. Okay, I understand, you know, everyone is upset and let's not get too sad. I mean, we have a lot of time for that during the show. <laughs> okay, but well, have you been? And I hope you're all keeping safe and I hope, you know, everything is ace. I've been good. I've had an amazing time. And I'm sure you can tell there's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can feel it as well. Um, subsequently, like I said, I'll fill you guys in on what I've been up to these past two months. But so far, how's life? Okay, I did say that before. All right, so I understand, you know, for my listeners in Nigeria, there's so much has been going on. Like, it's crazy. What is going on? It seems like terrorism has just, you know, sort of escalated quite a lot. It's crazy. I mean, I'm sorry. I know I'm I'm saying it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it is crazy. Like, I still don't get how we got to this point. You know, it's really, really, really disgusting that, you know, people have to lose their lives in this way. Just because some crazy, misguided people have decided that for whatever reason, they're not happy with whatever and they're going to get crazy and just... Oh, it's so depressing. It's really, really depressing. Okay, we're going to be talking about the latest attacks which have been happening all across the northeastern states of Nigeria. Borno, Adamawa, and Yola. Oh, sorry, Yube. Like, um, a few weeks ago, there was the incident of the FGC in Bunyadi. I actually did a show about that. And it was really sad for me because I went to a federal government college in Nigeria. You know, I wasn't aboard or anything, but it just occurred to me, that could have been me, that could have been any of my friends that were in, you know, in the hostels at that time. I mean, I don't understand why people would, you know, for whatever reason, harm unarmed children. I mean, if you've got a battle and you really want, you know, a war... Why don't you fight with people that are ready, like, you know, the army and things like that? You know, the army, the armed forces, basically. Why would you attack defenseless children? That, to me, is terrible. It's unforgivable. It's heinous. No one deserves to die like that. And that's why we need to all come out in one voice and try to see what can be done about it. Because it's sad, you know. It might be happening far from us, but the fact is, our fellow Nigerians are dying. Our fellow humans are dying, you know. It's just crazy and it's depressing. Ah, wow. Okay, so on the 14th of April, there was a bomb blast at Inyanya. And that is actually um, a spot a few minutes outside the capital of Nigeria, Abuja. It's weird because I've actually gone there. I've driven past it, you know. So it was just like, whoa. You know, when you hear of things like that, you're like, wow, I was at that place at blah, blah time, you know. It, It gets really, really annoying. But, I mean, these people are people going about their daily lives. The sad part is, their families are home waiting. Wives are waiting for their husbands. Children are waiting for their parents. You know, parents are waiting for their children to come back from work. And then all of a sudden, they hear that bad news and it's like, someone is not going back home. Not that day, not ever. 
it's really really sad i don't understand what the grievance is you know i don't get it what exactly is the problem i think this has gone way beyond religion i think these people are just bloodthirsty criminals that just want um every excuse to create havoc because what kind of religion would say you can kill people i'm partly muslim yeah i come from my mom comes from a muslim family so i've got families that are christian i've got family that are muslim so i know a lot of muslims and they totally condemn this it's got nothing to do with islam it's just some crazy people who don't understand what you know they are reading or what they're being told it's just so so depressing i mean and it's sad because the government doesn't seem to care much you know there are the pictures of president jonathan you know, after the um, blasts on the 14th of April, you know, he visited the victims in the hospital that day, appeared to cry, and then the next day he was at some 100th party for an Emmy or something. Or I, I don't know. Like, why? I, you know, I'm sorry. Like, on the previous episode of the show where we spoke about the children who had been murdered in school and then how the centenary celebrations weren't cancelled, I was of the opinion that, you know, all the head of states, you know, from different regions of Nigeria, different religions, all being together, civilian and uh, military, I thought it sent a message to the terrorists saying, you know what, we are united. We cannot be broken. We are Nigerians. You can't break us. No matter what, we're united. That was the message I thought, and that's why I thought it was a good idea for the centenary to go on. But I guess, wow, it's, it's, it's a bit depressing. It's really, really depressing. And then, of course, on the 16th of April, what did we hear? Schoolgirls, children, innocent children who were at school writing an exam were abducted by these same criminal militants, these bloodthirsty people. They're kidnapped from school. And... What was just so shocking was, as they said, it was 214 or so that were kidnapped. A few days later, the Nigerian army says, oh, we've rescued 190-something girls. And from the moment I heard that, I doubted it. I doubted it immediately. And what happened? We discovered it was a lie. So the forces are even lying to the people. So we don't even know what's going on. And then the number increased to 234 and apparently about 15 or 18 girls, you know, apparently had escaped. Those children were very brave because it takes a lot of um, guts to actually say, you know what, I'm not going to die and try to make their way out. It's just there's so many conflicting reports like we don't even know what's going on. I read a report this evening saying of the 18 girls that escaped, three were dead. And the others were ill. Obvious, uh, I mean, understandable, they would be ill because that's like a lot of psychological trauma. And we don't even know what those girls went through, what they saw, how they were treated and things like that. But then we heard like three more of the girls passed on. So it's really sad. Like the government is not giving any updates. Give us an update of what is going on. We don't need specific details. Like obviously that could compromise security. In fact, I actually did pop a post on Twitter asking why if I, I saw... um some tweets for a newspaper from a newspaper saying the military were getting ready to storm the Sambisa forest where the girls were believed to have been held. And I said, why is this information being leaked to the media?
because obviously it's been leaked from the armed forces and why is it being leaked to the media and why is the media releasing it is this a, a chance to sabotage or is it a decoy i figured sabotage maybe the boko haram militants or criminals like i like to call them might have infiltrated the army and are given these reports out so more of the evil people everywhere can you know regroup and you know sort of get ready for action you know or is it a plan to, you know, set up a decoy so when they're, you know, looking one way, the army goes another? I don't know what's going on. But at this point, it's really insensitive to the families. The families are complaining that the government has basically offered no support. They've been abandoned. And in fact, the governor of the state didn't even get to the Chibok area, citing lack of security. I mean, as a governor, you're expected to have some form of security with you. But these people need to... Their children are missing. They've been missing for weeks. These are young girls. We don't know what is... It's just crazy. And it's scary. Like, every time I think of it, I am so, so scared. I'm so scared. And it's it's scaring me even more. And then, of course, we're trying to deal with that and see what can be done. And then, May Day blasts. First of May, Workers' Day, May Day all around the world. And guess what? The terrorist struck again at the same area. I believe you're trying to send a message like the government is basically, you know, powerless because that could have happened anywhere else. Oh, God, I don't know. You know what? Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Yeah. That's right. You know, you know, my God said, he said, yo, J.I., you know what you gotta do in life? I said, what's that? He said, all you gotta do in life is to stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane. Never mind the rain. Never mind the pain. There's gonna be speed bumps. So you either gotta jump or pump the brakes. Life gon' dish out heartaches and heartbreaks. So it's all about how much of it that you can take. Don't wait. Move. In life, you gotta pay dues, so don't trip on the toes. If you got goals, read the signs, dodge the potholes. Pit, but don't stop, shift to the top. Pace yourself, don't race yourself. Check your review, be aware what's near you. Stay fresh, don't stress. Road rage leads to old age, so watch out for the road kill and oil spills. On dark nights, don't get dead, your headlights head right, don't get left. Express your way, your inner state of mind Keep your own mind, don't let the GPS replace your gut Protect yours, get insured, keep it in the trunk Get high octane, but don't hit that skunk Keep your ride detailed, don't sit in the funk Before you lease the Z, make sure you get from A to B See, your vocals ain't local, they're global So, get off your feet, hit the street, stretch it out If it's traffic, you can either be patient or you can reroute Whatever your decision is, do it without doubt Don't rush your hour, don't do it for cloud Do it cause you love it Don't be slow to merge when you hit that curve Hug it, never ride the clutch You gotta know when to ride Dutch and find your spot Don't forget there is a blind spot Drop your top, let the sun hit your face Stay tuned up, tuned in, it's a long race So if you gon' do it for a while Smile while you endure the miles Roll down the window, let the wind blow Feel the breeze, the fresh air Make sure you keep it spare, don't lose your keys Pump the volume, blow the horn Make some noise, that's the reason you were born So grab the wheel 
do what you feel and you will always be felt Yeah, the cops be tripping, so don't forget your seatbelt Just do you, show the world why you came And always remember, <laughs> just stay in your lane Just, just, just stay in your lane Welcome back to the ZB Show, and I'm ZB. That piece was from Grammy-winning poet Jay Ivey, who incidentally was on the ZB Show a few months ago. An amazing guy, and I ho hope that song, you know, inspires you just as much as it inspires me and lots of people from all over the world. We're speaking about the terrorism in Nigeria right now, and we're talking about the May Day blasts. Now, these blasts took place on May Day, 1st of May 2014, little over two weeks after the previous incidents, and little over two weeks after the children, the 234, which might, I might now add, have allegedly increased to 276, you know, after they were abducted. So basically, people are going about their business in that same area in Yanya, barely 100 meters from where the previous bombs went off. And guess what? 20 people are dead. Numerous people in hospital. I mean, it's ridiculous and it's upsetting as well because you're thinking, why? How can we just sit back and fold our arms and think this senseless loss of lives is okay? You know, it's just, it's appalling. And the international media are trying their best to give as much coverage as they can. But of course, you know how it is when it's got stuff to do with Africa. Like, you know, sometimes we don't care. Because we here don't care, the international community doesn't care. That's the truth. Because people out here are moving, going around their lives like nothing is going on. But it could have been anyone at those spots. Some CNN correspondents are in Nigeria right now. Um, we've got Aisha Cisse, we've got Andrea, and of course Vladimir Duthiers, who is the correspondent for Nigeria and Western Africa, CNN. They're all on ground and they're trying to get some information. Now, a special assistant to the Nigerian president, Doyin Okupe, I saw his tweet to Jim Clancy. Jim Clancy is a CNN correspondent, and he said he's disappointed that CNN would go out and sh um, put the Nigerian government a bad light without waiting for a decision. Well, guess what? Nigerians are still waiting. It's been almost three weeks and we've not heard anything tangible. All we've gotten are lies, stories, fake information. We're hearing the girls are being sold for 2,000 naira. They've been smuggled across the country. We're hearing Boko Haram have helicopters dropping food and supplies for them. It's just too much for us to take. And the sad part is the government isn't saying anything. We don't expect you to give out sensitive information, which may, you know, compromise security. Have a conference every other day. Tell us what is going on. Tell us you're at least doing something. Speak to the parents. Speak to the families who are grieving. You know, people who have lost relatives, friends, loved ones in this thing. But everyone is being ignored and that's why everyone is so upset. It seems to me like in Nigeria, from the day you're born, you are on your own. That's what it seems like. You know, 
you don't get water, you pay for your health care, you don't get electricity, you actually, some people, in fact, you know, where I live, the roads are so bad, at some point, we actually had to pull money together to get the roads done. You know? It's ridiculous, like, we're doing everything, okay, give us security, because that is out of our control. And we still do not have that. It's a really, really sad situation, really sad, really messy, and it's really annoying. And, um... Now, answers are not so great news because you know it's you know what it's all crazy news anyways. The US Embassy has emailed its citizens in Nigeria and it's now put this up on the website saying there are plans for an attack to be carried out in Sheraton Hotel Lagos. They're not too sure of the exact location, it might be both, but it's Sheraton, and they're asking people to avoid those areas. Now, of course, there's also a Sheraton in Abuja. It, it, it might not even be shared. It could be anywhere, you know. So everyone's hearts are in their mouths. People need to go to work because if they don't go to work because they're scared, they lose their jobs and their families suffer. So it's like, what are we going to do? Now, I'm going to cast my mind back to um, Westgate. Westgate was the terrorist incident in Kenya where some terrorists went into the mall and shot a lot of people dead for no reason apparently now i read somewhere that the u.s government prior to that event had notified its citizens saying there were plans that an attack was going to be carried out at westgate and they should all be very cautious and that person also went further to say that's why there were no u.s casualties because they had been informed and they took to the instructions and now we're getting the same reports in Nigeria. It makes me worried. I'm not trying to scare anyone because, I mean, it was, I think, two years ago when the U.S. Embassy also released a statement, um, you know, an email informed to the citizens saying there were going to be attacks of big hotels all across Abuja. Thankfully, that didn't happen. But then we don't know. It might not even be, you know, a hotel. It could be anywhere. It's just crazy, like, thinking about it. I don't know what we can do as citizens. I mean, I'm not trying to scare people, but in my city, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say that because I don't want to get I don't want to get people panicked. But I just want everyone to be vigilant. You know, it's just all we can do is just hope and pray because I hate to say this, but the government has basically abandoned us. It really has. That's all I see now. I was on Twitter yesterday and I discovered there's a group called the CJTF. It's called Civilian Joint Task Force. It's like a vigilante group of youths in areas who, for some reason, are bold enough to, you know, push Boko Haram out of the regions in which they live in. And someone was calling saying he would like the government to arm the CJTF so they can fight Boko Haram. That, I think, is ridiculous. We've got a group of young boys who are not trained for this. Pushing them to go fight terrorists, in my opinion, is plain murder. That is what it is. And then kids are going to be forced to join in. Because, you know, we know how vigilantes work in villages and stuff. They say, okay, every young man that this age is going to join. And that's what's going to happen. People are going to be forced against their will to join that. And then give a group of young people who, you know, are jobless and then you give them arms. What do you think is going to happen? For all we know, we might have another fringe terrorist group, another group terrorizing people. And we don't need that in Nigeria. You know, I think we should try to discourage things like that because some years ago, I think it was some years ago, there was something like um, Bakasi 
in the um, eastern parts of Nigeria, and they're a vigilante group who specialize in extinguishing, and I'm doing the fingers, like, you know, the in quote fingers, extinguishing criminals. A lot of innocent people were probably killed as well. So we cannot arm civilians to go against um, a group that is so well organized and evil because we're sending out to murder them. We're actually just empowering more people to potentially turn to crime. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, wow. There's just so much going on all at once. I do not get it. I don't get it at all, my people. It's just, it's, it's depressing. Okay, moving on. Patience Jonathan, who's the wife of the Prestons, good luck, Jonathan. She has said she's ready to storm the Sambiza forest alone. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> How we show those kids are in the Sambiza forest to start with? We don't know. But anyways, Patience Jonathan has said she's ready to storm the Sambiza forest. She doesn't mind she's going to do it alone and call for the terrorists to release the children. Courageous yeah would she do it definitely not now i don't know why i'm laughing because it's not funny but fumi ianda who's a well-known tv and media personality i was reading her tweets and <laughs> she was just so so funny and she saw made a joke of the whole situation and that's why i'm laughing she's like go go mama peace i'm gonna go with you but i'll sit in the car and you know things like that i'm disappointed that it's taken preston goodluck's wife mama peace as she's now called almost three weeks to make a statement about these children who have been abducted sometimes we just want to know that you care we just want to know that you know you feel what we the ordinary people are feeling we need that empathy and this is what i had an interview with shown kuti a few weeks ago which would probably be up next week as our next episode on the show and he said nigerians have lost that ability to sympathize with people and it's true because people are moving all around they like i understand you know we shouldn't let fear paralyze and things like that but i'm not even gonna lie i'm actually part of them because when i'm eating i'm watching tv and having a conversation with my friend a flash of guilt comes in and it's like you know what zibby somewhere someone is crying her daughter is somewhere she doesn't know you know so i'm not gonna lie i do it you do it we just need to learn to feel more. There was a Stolen Dreams march which took place on the 1st of um, May. You know, same day uh, the devilish, I call them devilish because that's what they are, terrorists attacked in Abuja. That protest march was led by Shion Kuti and it was called Stolen Dreams, Bring Back Our Girls. It was obviously to raise awareness for, you know, all the things that have been going on, the corruption scandals, you know, the senseless murder, the loss of life. It's just been a roller coaster of nasty events going on in Nigeria. It's terrible. My friends outside Nigeria, they basically are texting me every day to say, Zibs, are you okay? You know? It's just terrible. I pledge allegiance to God and the goodness of my home, USA. I pledge allegiance to me, J.I. Bear. From my mother to my lover, my boys to my brothers. I promise to be the best. I promise to be the best. I promise to be the best. Yes, yes, life is a balancing act. 
There's ups and downs, good and bad You sitting back thinking how am I gonna balance all that If you tip the scale, that could lead to a trip to hell And me, well, it was meant for me to do well Can't you tell, when I open my mouth, my soul yells I promise to be the best Yes, it's so easy Why well, live greasy and go against the grain There's no limit to what I can attain I've been one of the special ones since I was just James Little Jimmy, I've always been a little skinny Heavy and hard, I've been steady with the art I envision growth, I use precision with my quotes Yes, yes. I fight for hope Of course, yes. I cast my vote yes. Cause so many fought and died for me Yes. So how ignorant would it be? Yes. If I didn't do me yes. to the fullest and be the best yes. that I can be, so you see, I promise to be the best. I promise to be the best. I promise to be the best. Yes. Yes, you gotta march to the beat of the band Give me a hand as I march on I was born in March, I'm not a saint But I'm marching in with the passion that starts within As long as my heart beats, beats, beats within my chest I promise, I promise to be the best Yes, I'm blessed, even when my life was a mess But I remember my mama looked in my eyes And told me not to settle for less You can't settle for stress I'm the best, far from average It was meant for me to fly high So I let go of the baggage filled with bad habits So when the blessings come I wave my hands to be free and able to grab it yes. I promise I'ma overcome Even when yes. the problems weigh a ton yes. I promise I'ma get it done Even when yes. the job ain't that fun yes. I promise cause I know I'm blessed yes. I promise to pass the test yes. I promise to never rest yes. I promise to be the best Be the best I promise to be the best I promise to be the best. I promise to be the best. Yes, yes, I'm gonna make you proud. Those here on the ground and those up there in the clouds. Scream it out loud, let your tears rain. Cheer the same, I salute you. I'm gonna do what suits you. I'm gonna be the best for you. This isn't a ploy to win the media over. I just find joy in the fact that I'm not mediocre. It's not a part of my demeanor. The path is a beast, but I swear I'm meaner. You might be a bootleg, but I'm a screener. No, I'm not a block hustler. I'm a blockbuster. It's J.I. Max. I've been sent here to save you with these words. The same way our soldiers were sent to save Iraq. Come back. Huh. Come yes. back. Yes. I promise. Yes. Not to break my promise. Yes. You see, I'm gonna be the best. Because yes. it was meant yes. for me to be the best yes. of the best. Yes. Yes. J.I.V. Yes. 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 Isn't it Ivy's? Yes. 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 Isn't it? Yes. 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 March on. You're welcome back to the Zibi Show. And of course, you're hanging out with me, Zibi, and we're talking about the whole terrorism thing going on in Nigeria and how it affects us daily as individuals. Okay, so it's the World Economic Forum from the, I think, 7th to the 9th of May. And of course, different people from all across the world are expected to be in Abuja. Um, a press release states that during those times, businesses and schools will be closed to minimize traffic. I think it's obviously to avoid 
security wahala. The government is not so sure they can handle the issue and they're trying to get people off the streets. But how long are we going to hide in our homes though? People need to survive. Doing that is going to cost a lot of people a lot of money because businesses are being shut down. People are indeed going to suffer. Do we really want that? Why not just cancel this thing? I mean, what about people that don't live in Abuja? What about people that live in other cities? Don't they deserve protection? I understand, you know, the last presidential media chat President Goodluck Jonathan had. He said, we've managed to push Boko Haram out of the federal capital and into the fringes. Well, they certainly are in the fringes, all right. Killing more people. So what? Are those people in the fringes not Nigerian citizens? Do they not deserve to have security? Do they not deserve that life? Because I, rem- I, I mean, the Nigerian constitution says every Nigerian has got that right to life. Do they not have that right because they live in the fringe villages? That to me was a very misguided statement. And then we had the incident where um, the Boko Haram Islamists were trying to break out of SSS custody. I mean, SSS is like the Nigerian version of the MI5 or CIA. That is a lot of nerve. And of course, there was the whole incident with um, a young man called Siaxon who had tweeted pictures of the incident. I can understand maybe invite him for a chat, you know, like you do not do things like that because, you know, you're showing pictures of these security personnel. These Boko Haram people are everywhere. They could go after the person, the personnel, their families and things like that. You know, you could have potentially jeopardized the security operation. I can understand that. But arresting him, keeping him hostage for basically 10 days or so, that was not it. You can invite him for a chat, say this is it, this is it. So people learn. You know, I'm not totally in support of his actions because what he did could have had potential disastrous effects. But at the end of the day, he didn't know. So you need to tell people, you know, we don't know there's so much ignorance in Nigeria. We don't even know the functions of our political leaders. I didn't know the function of a local government until I picked up a book and started reading about it. You know? So there's just so much we don't know, and that's why it's always a good idea to have these classes and talks where you can educate people, devoid of politics, not, you know, take sides. Tell people what we need to know. Do not use our ignorance as a tool against us, because I feel like the corrupt leaders in this country, the corrupt rulers, I'm not going to use the word leaders, the corrupt rulers in this country actually use our ignorance against us. It's the greatest tool they have. Okay, Um, a few days ago, Vice President Namadi Sambo's brother tragically died in a car crash. Condolences to his family. It's never easy to lose a loved one. And after that, there was a WE, there was something, I'm sorry, is that P? Uh, I can't find that now. But a meeting, which was supposed to be something important, was postponed in respect to the Vice President's feelings. Okay, not bad. How about attending an event a day after a terrorist attack? when the nation basically is on fire. I need to say, though, the people that work with President Jonathan, I feel like they're out to get him for some reason I don't understand. Because a day later, Ruben Abati was putting pictures of Twitter saying, oh, people came all the way to Kano Airport to welcome the president. And it's like, what are you saying? And then all we saw were pictures of the leaders of the state sweeping the president's feet out of Kano. (laughs) 
Man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's just so much going on. So, so much going on. It's like, where do you start and where do you end? Preston Jonathan is not doing himself any favors. He keeps saying, oh, you know, it's his detractors. They're doing this to get to him. Guess what, Preston Jonathan and allies? This is not about you. This is about Nigerian citizens who are losing their lives every day. We need you to man up and be the commander-in-chief. You, you spill the blood of an American citizen. You get hunted down. Boy, in Nigeria, it's like anything goes. People are killed every day. We hear cases of, you know, military personnel attacking innocent civilians on the streets. Sometimes shooting and killing them for no reason. And nothing is done. Why are we living in the Stone Ages? It's 2014. President Jonathan, I urge you, I call on you to do the right thing. You've said the sponsors of Boko Haram are in your government and you'd expose them. Why have you not exposed them? Why have you not frozen their accounts? How are those choppers flying all the way into the fringe areas, like you say, to drop off food and groceries? And to those Boko Haram people, I mean, those people are just ridiculous. Western education is illegal. How are you posting those videos on YouTube? Speaking of which, why can those ISPs not be traced? IP addresses and things like that. How are they putting up these videos? How are choppers flying in the air and dropping off stuff and no one can tell where they're going to? I mean, it's just... It's ridiculous. I think, at the end of the day, Nigeria is a corrupt nation. I'm not going to blame President Goodluck Jonathan for corruption because Nigeria's been corrupt for a very long time, you know. But he's the leader and he's... Check it. Fact is, the decay in the system is what is leading to all these problems. And that's why whoever is in charge of Boko Haram, whoever is sponsoring Boko Haram, they are exploiting that. It's totally being exploited. It really is being exploited, and it's a very, very sad situation. Our armed forces are poorly trained, yet we send them to go on keep peacekeeping missions in other countries. How do you put out the fire in the next village when your own roof is on fire? Your house is on fire. It's ridiculous. We need to stand up. We need to take a stand. We cannot sit down and let this happen. Yes, yeah, happening far from us. No one we know has been affected. And we're very thankful for that. But every Nigerian life is precious. Every human life is precious. Every life is precious. And we, as individual citizens, must come together collectively to do what we can to identify these rogues and stop them in their tracks. In their tracks. My name is Zibi. And you've been listening to me on The Zibi Show. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Spread the love and stay safe. Have a wonderful day. Come on Hello. to Zibi's Lounge.